Hey, welcome to Passionate Life Church Online for another week. My name is Andrew. This is my wife, Dawn, and we are co-preaching again. Again. We've we've enjoyed it so much uh, to be able to do this, and, and we've been doing a series called The Living Room, and so we've just been enjoying talking and preaching and really talking about the first church, right? We've been going back into the book of Acts and and, and the Gospels and looking at what made the first church so attractional and so vibrant. And last week, we actually started talking about the person that Jesus built the church on. And Mm -hmm. we feel like it's really important to know who Jesus picked to build this thing called the church. And again, I've been saying this almost every week that the church was never man's idea, but it was always God's idea, right? And and over the course of time, I think people think that church was just a man-made thing to get people to come to a building. But the reality is it was always God's design. Always. And it's always been God's design that his son Jesus would return for the church. Mm. And so we just want to create a beautiful body of Christ. We, yes. we just want to create a church that Jesus wants to come back for, yes. you, you know? And so we're, we're looking at the, the first church and really the person, you know, last week we talked about how Jesus picked Peter, who was... Uh, he felt disqualified. He was right. a fisherman, blue-collar right. worker. He, he didn't feel worthy. And Jesus saw something in him that he didn't see in himself. And so really the theme today, the title of our talk today is called No Perfect People Allowed. And if you, <laughs> when you come to our physical location here in Littleton, Colorado, you'll see signs on the side of our building. And one of the signs says, No Perfect People Allowed. And one of the big subjects we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about failure. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yeah. We're talk about failure, okay? Because failure is a big part of this Jesus journey mm-hmm. um, and that makes up who the church is for. Mm-hmm. A bunch of failures, right? <laughs> and, and, and listen, failure does not disqualify us from freedom. But acknowledgement of our failures can bring godly success. And so so we're going to look at Jesus is trying to get Peter to acknowledge his weaknesses. Mm. And that is so countercultural, right? To celebrate our weaknesses, to talk about our weaknesses and our failures, right? It's like, hey, let's not talk about our failures. Let's not talk about our weakness. Let's, let's, you know, swiffer them under the rug, right? right? Let's just... And, and here Jesus is trying to get Peter to acknowledge his failure and his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Come on, let's, let's pray as we talk about no yeah. perfect people. The church has no perfect people, right? right? The last perfect person was nailed to a cross, mm-hmm. okay? And so, hey, would Pastor Don, would you pray for Absolutely. us this morning as we get going? Yes, Lord, awesome. we thank you so much for... Your presence and your power, no matter where we're at, God, you are with us. And I pray, Lord, that you would search our hearts, every every ear that is hearing this message to come, Lord, that you would 
see our hearts, search our hearts, that we would um, just receive your love, receive your grace, and receive your encouragement today. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. So we're going to be in Luke 22, uh, 61 through 62. And so before we, we jump into uh, the story, I want to give us some context here and understand what we're reading. So Jesus is having a conversation with his disciples, and he's like, look, guys, um, you're all going to deny me. Like, you're all going to scatter, and you're all going to run. And Peter, being Peter, is like, no, 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 wait a minute. I am the rock, okay? Yeah. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> Jesus, I won't leave you. All of these knuckleheads, they might leave you, but the rock is not going to leave you. And Jesus says, well, actually, Peter... You're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. Right. And Peter's like, no, I, I don't think so. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I don't believe it. And there what we see is the arrogance of Peter. Mm -hmm. We see the pridefulness of Peter. We see the weakness of Peter. And Jesus sees it. And so Jesus gets arrested just like he said he was going to. He, he gets, you know, taken by the Sanhedrin, and uh, Peter is following along, right? He's following along, mm -hmm. and... All the other disciples, they're gone. They're scared. They don't want to get arrested either. And so Peter's following along, right? And yeah. um, Peter's uh, watching, right, uh, in this courtyard, and three separate people approach him, and they're like, hey, we know you. You were with Jesus. And he's like, no, 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 I wasn't. And, and one's a servant girl, and it's these different people. They're like, no, no, we know that you were with him, you know. And he's just like, even some translation says he's, he's, he's cussing some people out. You know what right. I mean? Like, he's, he's, you know, talk about an imperfect person. You know, here, here we have Peter. And um, verse 61 and 62, let, let's go to the story here. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny, deny three times that you even know me. Mm. Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. And where we want to land for the next few moments here is that word bitter. <laughs> uh, because we're all a little bit bitter right now. We're all a little bit salty right now in this yeah. moment, right? Yeah. And maybe some of you are weeping uh, bitterly right yeah. now. Um, and so I, I want to give you the definition of bitter. I, I want us to understand what is happening to Peter okay. in this moment. And the definition of bitter is anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly, resentment. And so I think all of us right now feel like we're being treated unfairly, regardless of what your life looks like right now. Um, we're Almost all of us are feeling like you know, we didn't deserve this, right? Because right. none of us brought the coronavirus here. Do you know no. what I mean? It's not, it's not, it's not our fault, mm -hmm. right? And so because it's not our fault, we don't feel like we've deserved it. There's going to be resentment there. And we're all feeling resentment right now of the situation that we're in. And so it's like how God is obviously doing something in this. Mm -hmm. And so how can we find the good in this time of feeling resentment, uh, feeling bitter? Mm -hmm. um, no matter what circumstance you're in, you're feeling some level of resentment. 
Yeah, and there's so many ways that we can feel bitter or we can weep bitterly. Maybe we're weeping bitterly because we're unhappy with the way we've managed our money. Maybe we should be have been more prepared for this. Man, I should have had that savings or right. why did I buy that? Or, you know, weeping bitterly because you worked so hard at your business and building your business and you were feeling momentum and and and, and now what? Right. Right? Or weeping bitterly because of the government. You're really angry with some of the government responses and regulations. You're weeping bitterly because of your neighbor. They're not wearing their mask or yeah. or they're judging you because you aren't wearing your or, or you are wearing your mask or not wearing your mask. I don't you know, yeah. whatever. You're you're bitter at your neighbor. You're you're bitter because you have lack of control or this uncertainty or you're mad and bitter at your spouse and you don't even know why or you do know why and this is just the situation. It's all coming yeah. down, you know? And so I think we can all relate to Peter in this moment where we are a little bitter about what's happening in our lives right now. Yeah. And, you know, God uses everything, right? right. So he'll use, he, he'll use our bitterness right now. He'll use our resentment. And many times in a moment of weakness, right, Peter is experiencing this low and dark moment of weakness, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's, he's feeling like, Man, his future's over. I mean, I mean he's, lots of things are going through his mind right now. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes God needs to show us our weakness so we can let God be strong in those areas. Yeah. And many times he uses failure mm -hmm. to do that, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, there's, we fail yearly, monthly, weekly, daily, you yeah. know? And, Right now, I know that we're failing at different times daily right. in this pandemic with our thoughts, with our words, yeah. you know, with our actions, right? You know, there, there's, you know, there's so much uncertainty in, the, in these times. And what God is doing, he's trying to highlight our weaknesses and saying, hey, like, look, I need you to look at this. I need you to take care of this and not yeah. just ignore it because that's the thing that we can do to ignore our failures, to ignore our weaknesses and get into a pity party, mm -hmm. right? That like we can be in, in a pity party right now. Like, woe is me. Yeah. This stinks. It's never going to get better. I'm never going to leave my house ever again, right? It's easy to get caught up in these really negative mindsets of this, this thing's never going to end. And, and I'll be honest, like, I failed in that this week. Yeah. Tuesday, I was just having a really bad day with this whole thing. I'm like, when is the stinking thing right. going to be over, right? <laughs> like, when am I going to be able to take my kid to the park? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, you know, and, and I just failed in that. And I let the enemy get in and, you know, no perfect people allowed and understanding that these attacks are going to come, these failures yeah. are going to come. We're going to get frustrated. Right. It's how we respond to that. How are we going to respond? How are we going to respond and move on, right? Move mm -hmm. through it. What is God teaching us in this, this moment? Are we going to fail forward? Right. Or are we going to be stagnant? Mm -hmm. And stay. And stay in this. Right. Stay stuck. And so Paul, let, let, let's transition to Paul really quick because Paul has such a great example of 
weakness. Mm. And, and Paul, he, he boasts about, he goes to the place where he's boasting right. about his weaknesses because he's saying like, look guys, this is where God is strong. Right. But we have to acknowledge where we're weak. And I feel right mm. now that this, we're stuck in our homes. Like God is trying to highlight our weaknesses, not to make us feel bad, but to say, hey, I want to be strong in those areas. Yes. Amen. I, I want to be strong in those areas. And I don't think anybody thinks that they're prideful, right? Right. I don't think Peter thought he was prideful, but he was. And so Jesus is, is highlighting in this moment. He's saying, hey, bro, you're prideful. Mm. And where I want to take you, you need to acknowledge that this is a weakness in you mm. so we can move past it. And so I can be, I can be invited into that weakness mm. so I can make it strong. Yeah. And so I, I want to read 2 Corinthians 12, 5 through 10. And this is the Apostle Paul. And man, the Apostle Paul, you want to talk about someone who was a super apostle and could label himself a super apostle. It was Paul. And so let me give you some context in this, this, this passage. He just has this supernatural experience with God where he brings him to heaven and shows him kind of like what's awaiting him. Mm. You know, he, he shows Paul kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like an adrenaline shot to Paul, right? Because he's suffering, he's struggling, and, and God's just like, well, let me show you what's awaiting you, bro. Like, you're not doing this for nothing. Let me show you eternity that waits. And it's kind of just like this adrenaline shot to Paul. And so he doesn't talk about it. And so let's read it here in verse 5 through 10. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 5 through 10. That experience is worth boasting about. He's talking about his heavenly Heaven, experience. Right. He's like, it's worth boasting because it's amazing. I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weaknesses. So good. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth. And so you see, like, this dude's got some pride. Like, if anybody... Yeah. Like he was raised to be a scholar. He was raised to be a, a rabbi. He, he was trained. He was groomed to be part of the Sanhedrin, to be a religious yeah. ruler. Like he had power and prestige. And like this guy had it all. And if there's anybody who could say, man, I'm, I'm smart. I'm like, I'm really smart and intelligent. It was Paul. Right. And so Paul's like, look, look, I could boast, you know, I'm pretty awesome, but I'm not gonna, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit mm. beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. So good. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from being proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. And so here we see, Paul's like, I have an issue with pride. I have an issue. And I have such an issue to the point where God has to check me all of the time. All the time. And he's placed this thorn in my life to remind me that I am weak and God is strong. Mm -hmm. I need to give my weaknesses to God every single day. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to fail, even though I'm on this G Jesus journey Failure does not disqualify me Amen. from all the things that God has in store for me. And I said, and he, he addresses this in the next passage. He says, three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time, here we go, here we go. He said, my grace is all you need. So good. My grace is all you need. My power works best 
in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. The power of Christ can work through me. We don't, we don't, we don't associate weakness and power together. Mm. But here, Paul's saying, man, this, this is where, where God is at, right? right? That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecution, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This verse right here. In verse 8, it says three time, different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Mm. And then each time God says, my grace is all you need. So it goes from I'm praying for what I want to what God says what I need. Yep. He's saying all you need is my grace in this season. And it's a perspective shift for Paul. Because Paul is like, this is what I want. I'm begging you for what I want. But mm -hmm. God's saying, Jesus is saying, this is what you need. Your grace is all you need. And so this perspective shift is saying, again, from last week, it's not about my agenda and what I want, right. but so God, your agenda and what you say I need. Yeah. And you're going to give me all I need in my weakness. Yeah. You're going to be my strength. And through that grace of failing forward yeah. and succeeding through Christ because he's strong in us, man, Paul's saying, I won't boast in myself. I'll boast in you, in mm -hmm. my weakness, so you can be strong yeah. in me. And get the, all the credit. God gets the credit in this. Yeah. Failure does not disqualify us from freedom but acknowledgement of our failures can bring godly success. Mm -hmm. We kind of started off uh, this message with that, that quote today. Um, and, you know, we've had lots of failures in our life, right? We've had lots of weaknesses. And what we did in the beginning of our marriage, let's talk about our marriage, the failure of our, the first two years of our marriage, you know, we used our weaknesses against each other to try to win arguments. Right. And sometimes that happens within the church, you, you know? And that's not why God is saying to highlight our weaknesses so people can take advantage of them. No. He's saying, I want you to be a body of believers. This is why the, the church can't be one person. A body of believers that can keep each other humble, right? Because we're, we're, we're taking each other's burdens, mm -hmm. not exposing them to bring us down, right? right. And so, so our issue in our marriage was that um, we liked to try to win the argument. We're both One communicators, up. right? And, and <laughs> you know, it's, and, you know, we didn't have a good uh, support group around us. We didn't have people, you know, that were, were doing life with us that could give us good God, godly counsel. And, you know, we came to a point in our marriage where it's like, we had a choice. Either you're going to stay in the failure and give up, and we were going to get divorced and just right. say, this is too hard. Like, yeah. Or you're going to acknowledge the failure, right? You're going, to let, you're going to acknowledge it, overcome your pridefulness, humble your heart, and say, this is worth fighting for. This Amen. failure is worth fighting for. We're going to fight through it. We're going to fight together. We're going to get through this. Hey, 
this is my weakness, not so you can use it against me. Throw it in my face. Right. Mm -hmm. But this is my weakness so you can help me grow through it. Amen. And that's why we are the church and we're here to encourage and love each other. And I think a marriage, I mean, Jesus calls the church his bride. Yeah, that's good. And so, you know, correlating those two of being teammates, fighting for each other, not against each other, not, hey, this is your weakness and your weakness and your weakness and one-upping each other and, and looking for the weaknesses and being critical, like that critical mindset mm -hmm. is so easy with your spouse. Um, and I feel like that can be easy within the church yeah. as well. But if we choose to humble our hearts in this and allow our weaknesses um, to, to be revealed so his strength can be strong in us, that's where we started to thrive in our marriage, mm -hmm. where we weren't attacking each other in our weaknesses, but we were humbling ourselves, saying we're going to fight for each other mm -hmm. and grow together yeah. and move forward in what God has because it's bigger than us. So good. Totally. You know, it's going from self-reliance to God-confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's what God was trying to teach Peter in this moment. It's like, yes, I've called you. You are the rock. And you've got skills. You've got talent. You've got things that I've put in you that naturally make you the person that I'm calling. But we're always a work in progress, right? No perfect people. All of us. Right? We're always a work in progress. And so Failure is important to learn from, and so Peter needed to feel the bitterness of failure to be able to handle the greatness of success. Right. Come on, that's so good. I'm going to read it again. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Peter needed to feel the bitterness of failure mm. to be able to handle the greatness of success. Jesus knew Peter was going to fail. He even predicted it. Why? Because Peter, Jesus saw his weakness. That's but right. man, I want us to know that that weakness did not disqualify him for the purpose uh, and the plan. Jesus uh, saw it. He's like, you got some issues, bro, but I'm not going right. to. It doesn't disqualify you from the great hope in the future that I have in store for you. Right. And, um, you know, God wanted to bring him into a place of humility mm -hmm. to acknowledge, man, I need you to see this. That's what he was doing with Paul, right. too. He's just like, I need you to constantly be reminded that you have a weakness and you need to humble yourself. That's what he's doing to us right now. Yep. He's keeping us humble yep. and really hungry for him. Amen. This whole situation is, you know, I, I need more of Jesus because I, I'm not equipped for this. I, 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 I've never gone through this before and, mm -hmm. and, and we've never gone through this before. We've never been pastors of a church in a, in a uh, pandemic before. Yeah. We, we've never had to go fully online before. And so, you know, the enemy wants to say you're disqualified, you're weak in this. And, and you know what? The Lord's saying, I am qualifying you because of your weakness, I'm strong. Yeah. And I'm going to equip you in this process as you surrender to me. That it's not about your agenda and what you right. can get out of this, um, but what, what he can do through us in it and grow us and and every step that's why we have to be surrendered to the holy spirit yeah. in this process and not let pride stop us from um you know that success that god has for us amen so let's let's go back to peter really quick let's go back to peter um jesus has been uh he's been crucified he's been raised back to life okay and peter and the other disciples they thought it was over 
okay? Right. They thought it was over. Like, you want to talk about lack of faith. You, you want to talk about a bunch, a bunch of failures, okay? They're all in the same boat of failure. <laughs> and uh, let's, I, want to, I want us to read John 21, 3 through 17, because I want us to see this. Like, this is the first, this is the beginning of the church, and they thought it was over, mm. right? They spent over three and a half years with Jesus, walking and talking with him, seeing him do miracles, you know? It's just praying with him. And uh, they thought it was over. And so let's pick up with the story here. John 21, uh, verse 3 through 17. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. Come on, some of you, you want to go fishing right now, but you can't. Someday <laughs> soon you'll be able to go fishing, okay? And so Peter's like, I'm going fishing. Yeah. I don't know what else to do, so I'm just going to go fishing. And I love this. We'll come too. They all said. All the disciples are like, we're going to come too. So they went out in the boat but they caught nothing all night. And so it wasn't just Peter that thought it was over. Right. It, was, it was all of them. They all thought that it was over. And I think it's just funny because it's like Peter was the leader and he's still leading them. Matthew was a tax collector. He wasn't a fisher, fisherman. Like he didn't know how to catch fish. Why is he on the boat, right? It's because they're all starting over. They're all just like, what are we going to do? What it's we, like, what's next? We dedicated three and a half years to this. Now what? And maybe you feel like that today. Maybe you feel like I'm starting over and I yeah. am 62 years old, right? My 401k is drained, my career, my business. You know, we've, we've gone through this quite a bit in our life. We've started over probably four or five times, completely started over. Right. And, you know, even, you know, there's, there's, Weakness comes in with worry of like, how, how is this going to look when we're back? How, mm -hmm. Can I restart my business? Am, am, am I going to have a career? You know, I've lost my job or I've been furloughed or, or there's so much uncertainty. How am I going to catch up on my bills? How am I ever going to catch up on my bills? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and what is this going to look like, right? And man, the disciples were in this, this, this place of what are we going to do? We're going, we got to start over what we thought was going to happen really didn't, it didn't look like how we thought it was going to, but here's the thing, God was in control. Yeah. Like this was God's plan right. and we're sitting in God's, God's plan right now. Listen, let me be honest. There's that weakness, you know, of, man, is anybody going to want to come back to church after this is over? <laughs> right? Because there's just going to be lots of fear and, yeah. and you know, is everybody going to be angry about it? And, and do you know what I mean? What's the church going to look like when the doors are actually, when we can have, you know, large gatherings and, you know, there's, there's that thing of, man, are we going to be starting over? Is anybody going to want to come to church anymore? Do you really like online or, you know what I mean? And so now we're all in this together. We're all in the same boat, just like the disciples are, right? right? Nobody's over. avoiding the, the pandemic, right? We're all in this yeah. together. And the disciples were all in this together too. And so let's pick up in verse four. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. Man, Jesus was waiting for them. Man, he's, he was waiting for them. Jesus is waiting for you. He's waiting for you to get out of the boat. The boat of weakness, the boat of suffering, the boat of bitterness. He's just waiting. And he's, man, 
He's so good. He's, he's waiting for a meal. Like he's waiting to bless us, right? Yeah. And I, I love this. He, Jesus is wait. I want you to understand Jesus is waiting for us. He's waiting for us to let him in. Yeah. He's waiting for us to get out of, our, out of our boat. So he calls out, hey, fellows, have you caught any fish? They said, no. Mm. Then he said, throw out your net on the right side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Come on. Jesus is waiting to bless us. Come on. Yes. I, I want to encourage somebody. Man, your career's not over. Your business Amen. isn't over. Jesus yes. is waiting for you to yes. get out of the Come boat. On, Man, it. he's got blessings. Yes. He's got promise. He, he's got a haul for you that you can't physically physically pull in yourself. Come on. Yes. Can I get a virtual amen, amen. from somebody? Come on, yes. preaching good today. <laughs> Couldn't haul it in because there were so many fish in it. Then Jesus, then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped in the water, and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about 100 yards from the shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went abroad and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Mm -hmm. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. They knew. This is crazy, this next, these next two passages. Then Jesus served them the bread and fish. Here we go, verse 14. This was the third time. <laughs> third. <laughs> Not the first. Like, he's conquered death. He's already had interaction with them, not once, not twice, right. but this Three is now times. the third time. Like, they're going back fishing even after they encountered Jesus. And I love this. My grace is sufficient even the third time you've screwed up, right? right. Like, man, my grace is sufficient. My grace is all you need. Yes. Even if you don't believe me the first and second time, right. I'm going to be waiting for you for the third time and you get it. How many times does Jesus have to show up for you to know that he's got a plan and a purpose and he's going to take care of you. How many times has he got to show up in your life? This is what was happening to the disciples. You know, he'd already showed up twice after he had died and risen, yeah. spoken life into them, spoken purpose into them, and they still went fishing and were wondering what's going to happen next, yeah. right? We're going to start over. And Jesus is showing up the third time. Yeah. So powerful. I know. I love. I love this. You know, Jesus never gives up on them, right? Just like He never gives up on us. And I just love that about Jesus. It was the third time <laughs> that He appeared, right. and, and He came to them. And, and uh, man, I just I love the disciples because they make me feel normal, right? <laughs> right. They make me feel like um, my failures and my weaknesses are very similar to theirs, right? right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's continue. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, 
Do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time, he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt (laughs) that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. So interesting, you know, Jesus asked Peter three times, and he also denied him three times, right? Three is the number of completion, and we see this in this passage that he actually came to them three times, right? And, and uh, Jesus is, is asking Peter, you know, he's doing the reversal of his denial. He, he wants to make sure that, you know, what Peter is, is understanding what he's committing to, right? He's committing to being the church. And maybe you're, you're, you're looking at this passage and you're like, why is Jesus being so repetitive, right? right? Why does he keep asking Peter this thing? Because Peter was hurt by this, right? But we have to go to the Greek in this. We, we have to go to the Greek. We have to look at the Greek uh, and the Greek words for love that Jesus is using and, and the Greek word that, that Peter is using, the way he's responding to Jesus. So let, let's, let's look at these words now. So let's, let's look at the Greek word agape for love. Okay, the first two times while Peter uses a different word, he uses phileo. And I'll practice that. Come on, phileo. phileo. <laughs> and it's a different type of love. You, you really need to know the Greek language to know that um, this is not the way Jesus was responding. So Jesus is saying, Peter, do you agape me? Peter, do you agape me? And, and the definition for agape, it, it carries the meaning of intense, complete, mm. devoted, sacrificial love, while phileo refers to love as a friend, okay? Friend love. Mm. <laughs> and so Peter essentially is saying, Jesus is saying, Peter, do you intensely love me? Do, do you completely devote? Are you devoting your whole yeah, life? Sacrificial. Are you surrendering it? Are you is this sacrificial? Like I sacrificed my life. Are you ready to love the church this way? Because this is what it looks like to love my church. You need to be fully committed to this thing, right? You need to be fully devoted to my church if this is going to work. And Peter's like, well, Jesus, I just I like you as a friend right now, right? Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, right? And so that's why Jesus is like, um, Peter, no, 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 you need to agape me. Yes. And Peter's like, well, I love you as a friend. No, I and Jesus like, you. No, 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 no. Do you agape? Do you, sacrificial, fully devoted. And Peter's right. like, and he's hurt by it, right? He's hurt mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably hurt with himself, <laughs> right? That Jesus keeps repeating something and he's not getting it. And finally right. it clicks. And finally, Peter's like, okay, I got be you. I get it. I got to be fully surrendered. Mm-hmm. I got to be fully I'm in. in I can't go back fishing and take everybody with me, right? Mm-hmm. I need to be all in to this moment. Oh, it's not going to work. And we need to be all in to this moment that we're in today. Fully devoted fully devoted, fully committed. I need to give up self-reliance. I need to rely on God in this moment for everything. Love has to be the center. 
and it's the agape love. Uh, phileo love, great. But the agape, the intense, complete, sacrificial love that Jesus is asking Peter, essentially asking us, do right. you agape me? So good. Do you agape me? Then feed my, my sheep. Yep. Then be the church, right? God's not saying, I want the church to be this opinionated, critical of one another, exposing each other's weaknesses, pointing out things to one up. He's saying, I want you to be a loving church. Yep that loves, that love has to be the center or it's all meaningless. So good. And uh, I think we'll talk about it next week. You see this agape love in this first church. And it's why it's so unbelievably attractional. Mm. And it's just this sacrificial love, sacrificial love for each other. It's it's just this completely devoted to scripture yes. and to the apostles. And, and this is why, man, they're just experiencing miracles and mm -hmm. and, and just upon miracles yeah. and think God is just moving in this church. And it's because they have this type of love that Jesus says, No, 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 Peter, this is not about friendship. This is, about sac this is about sacrifice. Deeper. And I need you to be fully committed to this, else it's not going to work. Do you have any last thoughts to our message today about agape and about yeah. not being perfect? Yeah, and we're weaknesses not perfect. And we're all going to fail. We're all going to fall short. And that's why we have grace. The grace upon grace upon grace. Mm -hmm. uh, grace that God gives us grace that we can extend to ourselves and grace for others. And that's what love looks like, yep. to see past those weaknesses, lift each other up, um, extend that intense sacrificial love to one another and, and be the church that God's called us to be. Amen. Don't run from your weaknesses. Acknowledge them. God is looking for humility. He's not looking for per perfection. He's looking for willingness. Come on, somebody. It's a good word. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for people who are willing to be on this journey with him. Um, don't hide your weaknesses. Let God take them. Let God bring strength into them. Mm -hmm. You know, the longer that we're on this journey, the more God shows us our weakness and the more, the quicker we are to give them. Like, okay, I'm noticing that's a weakness. I'm struggling with that. I'm failing in that. And that is the sign of spiritual maturity. Not how perfect you are, but how quick you repent. King David had that. <laughs> he wasn't perfect, but he quickly acknowledged his, his, his weakness. He quickly acknowledged his failure and said, Jesus, take this. I'm repenting. Mm -hmm. And that is the sign of spiritual maturity, how quickly we repent and turn from our sin and move towards the great things that God has in store for our lives. Come on, let's move towards the great things of God. He's not looking for per perfection. He's looking for willingness. And you may feel like in this moment that you're starting over. Listen, we believe in the God of the fresh start, that if you're starting over with Jesus, that he has blessing and purpose Amen. and hope for your future, no matter where you've been. I love the, the correlation between Paul and Peter. Yeah. They both have different stories, right? Peter came from very little. He was poor. He was a fisherman. And, and he still had the same weakness as Paul, 
who came from everything, was brought up to be this mighty speaker and teacher, yet they both struggle with pride. That just kind of puts us all on the same the, the same plane, the same starting same boat, same boat, right? We're in the same boat. And God and and, and they, they both had to start over in their life. Yeah. And Jesus said, "I'm doing this with you." So good. And so I want you to be encouraged today that you're not alone, and that Jesus is doing your fresh start with you, um, and that He loves you. Jesus is waiting for us to get out of the boat, whether your boat is bitterness, resentment, whether your boat is, man, you're just struggling with your future, your fear, your anxiety, whatever that boat is that you're standing in, Jesus is waiting for you to come out. And I just want to transition right now into our response time. It's one thing to listen to a message. It's another to respond to what God's been speaking to us in I just want to ask, maybe you've never said yes to Jesus and you want to make that commitment today. You want to invite Jesus into your life. You want to get out of your boat, whatever your boat is, and give your life to Christ. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Or maybe you've drifted from the truth and you've just been swept up by the things of this life and you just want to recommit your life to Christ. Man, I want to invite you to do that right now and repeat this prayer with me. Come on, let's let's pray as we respond to the Holy Spirit. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. For what you did on the cross. For what you did on the cross. And I ask right now. And I ask right that now. That you would forgive me of all of my sins. That you would forgive me of all of my sins. That you would come into my life. That you would come into my life. And be my Lord and King. And be my Lord and King. And from this day forward. And from this day forward. I will follow you. I will follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Come on, heaven is rejoicing. Yes. They're having a party right now for what is happening in eternity. Uh, I just want to thank everybody again for being with us today for part five of our living room experience. Uh, We've got more information coming up. You want to close out for us? Absolutely. If you gave your heart to Jesus, we celebrate with you the best decision of your life. Uh, We have a Bible for you if you don't have a Bible or a fresh start book that gives you next steps of how you can uh, move forward with God in your journey, right? This is just the beginning. And so we would love to give that to you. You can email us at passionlifechurch at gmail.com. You can call us. Uh, We would love to give you that Bible or Fresh Start book. Also, if you need prayer at any time, we have a prayer line that you can text your prayers as well as we have the virtual prayer code following this service. There's going to be a link in the chat box. Please join us. We would love to pray with you. We love you so much. Awesome. We love you guys so much. We're praying for you guys every single day. Have a great week. We will see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've given your life to Christ and you would like a fresh start kit, please email us at passionatelifechurch at gmail.com. If this video impacted you, we would just encourage you to share it with three friends. Subscribe. We are doing uh, daily encouragements and devotionals, so we just want to keep you connected to the house. We love you guys. We'll see you this week.